land. So the scripture says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord. Not just any Lord, but from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. And so my brothers and sisters, many of our greatest fears in life comes from not what we can see, but that which we cannot see. Unexpected disease shows up. Unexpected injury or death to a family member or child shows up. An unexpected pandemic that has the capacity to ruin our financial lives and our employment shows up. Or an unexpected layoff at our job. You see, my brothers and sisters, the unknown has the capacity to paralyze us in our being obedient to God. You see, Satan, as one writer puts it, consumes us with fear by inflaming the unknown. He also uses fear to exploit our imagination and increase our feelings of insecurity. Now, now, I don't know about you, but I expect it to be short today, but all that's going to depend on how you interact with me as we preach this sermon today. Amen? And, and so the slower you are in interacting, then the longer I be. Amen? And, and, so, and, so, and, so, and so the Lord commanded the Israelites in Exodus chapter 23, verse 14, to celebrate three pilgrimage festivals in his honor. They were to hold three festivals a year, the Festival of Unleavened Bread, the Festival of the Harvest, and the Festival of the Ingathering. Three times when God proved God's loyalty to Israel during the event of the Exodus. At these festivals, Israelites were to bring the best of their offerings or their first fruits to thank and praise God. And my brothers and sisters, I can imagine that when the Israelites traveled from their homes to Jerusalem for one of the three feasts a year, they knew fear and insecurity. Because you see, when they left their homes on the journey that God had commanded them to do, they made the treacherous trip not knowing what awaited them on the journey and not knowing whether they would all make it. And they had to travel more than 90 miles each way on foot, on a wagon, or some on the back of animals, and some in carts. They had to navigate hills and mountains that made their journeys treacherous. And on their journey, they had to deal with threat after threat after threat. Because you see, they were exposed to changing weather conditions. Thieves that live, lived in the hills and the caves that were waiting because the thieves knew each and every year when they were going to be passing by. So I don't know about you, but that's a word for some of us, amen. The journey might be treacherous, but we still ought to be on our way to serving God, amen. And, and, so, and so you see the journey. The journey was long and treacherous, but they still had to go. The journey was difficult. But they still had to go. Even though they were fragile, even though they were vulnerable, and even though they felt unsafe, but out of obedience to God, 
they went anyhow. Yeah, and I, I don't know, but some of you all always talk, be talking about I'm vulnerable at times. You know, I might not be feeling good today. I don't know if I want to do this for God. But you know what? You still must do what God has told you to do anyhow. Oh, I wish I had some anyhow saints in here. Amen. And so, and so they, 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 they took off and they went on this journey knowing that there were thieves in the hill. And as long as the time, the long as the time took for them to get there, that the weather could change on a moment's notice. Some would die on the journey, but they still went. And so, and my brothers and sisters, as believers and as those who accepted Christ as our personal Savior and are on the road to heaven, you, you get that? You're on the road to heaven, or for those of us on our journey to the New Jerusalem, our road is much longer than the 90 plus miles the Israelites walked, but it is no less treacherous. Amen? And so, we have God's word and we have God's promises. But life at times seems no less desperate or uncertain. The road is rough and the going gets tough. And on this road we are vulnerable. And Marshall Siegel writes that on our journey, temptations hides and strikes. Trials and ambush, trials ambush us and our loved ones. On this road to the New Jerusalem, Besetting sin lingers. On this road to New Jerusalem, disaster and crises come unannounced. And it is then, my brothers and sisters, that we need to understand that the need for keeping arises. Oh, I wish I had a witness in here. Psalm 121 was written because the long, dark, and lonely road to Jerusalem was dangerous. And because the long and often lonely road to heaven is also dangerous, we ought to have a song in our heart, man. And so in our text, in our text, you can sense the tension. You can sense the insecurity. And you can sense the fear in the opening line. Look what it says. It says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. And then it says, from where does my help come? So we don't know what was in the imagination of the writer, whether the hills were hiding dangerous enemies or if they were simply empty of allies. Either way, either way, these hills made the writer feel small. These hills made the writer seem vulnerable. These hills made the writer seem helpless because they finally asked the question, who will help me now? Isn't that what it says? Who will help me now? And so my brothers and sisters, that's just a reminder that you and I need keeping. So the scripture says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Because you see, my brothers and sisters, on the journey, when they looked at the mountains, the mountains told them they were in trouble. And because they were in trouble, they needed something or someone that was greater than the mountain or the trouble to keep them in their darkest hour. And they asked the question, where does my help come from? You see, my brothers and sisters, you're going to get it in a minute. 
They understood that they needed keeping. And my brothers and sisters, in this journey on the road to heaven, there will be times when you realize that sometimes your circumstances in life are bigger than you. And you ask yourself in your darkest hour, where does my help come from? And then you come to the realization that you can't do it all by yourself. Where does your help come from? It is the reality that shows that you and I need keeping. So, the Israelites looks beyond the hills. <laughs> they look beyond their circumstances, amen? Because they did not trust what they saw. All of you, I saw a whole bunch of folks in here talking about, show me, show me and I'll believe it. No, sometimes you need to look beyond the hills and the circumstances of your life, right? In order to, to know that you can't trust what you actually see. And they looked behind the hills to find their keeper. And where did they find him? In verse 2, they tells me. They tell you, right? They said, or the writer says, my help comes from the Lord, <laughs> the maker of heaven and earth. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know about you, but I'm going to say that again. That my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Oh, that ought to be a shock moment for some of you. Y'all about to get there. It said, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and this earth. Amen. And so on the road to Jerusalem, when the Israelites encountered the unknown, rather than cover their mouths in fear, they raised their voices and cried out with hope in the midst of their uncertainty. And I don't know about you, but sometimes we need to cry out with hope in the midst of the uncertainty of the circumstances that we find ourselves in life. Amen. And so, and so look, look, look what they do. And, then I, and so what they do is after they raise their voices and they cried out and they cried out until they burst into a chorus of songs that carried them through their adversity. Do I have a witness in here that sometimes when you are going through things, sometimes when you ask the question, where does my help come from? All you need to do is break out in a song. That's what I'm talking about. Just break out into a song until the Lord gets you through the uncertainty. Amen? And so, and so they will break out into a song. And what happens when they break out into a song in the midst of their adversity, their songs drown their fear. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, their fear. The songs subdue their danger. Amen? Their songs reveal that they need it keeping because my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I have to keep saying the maker of heaven and earth so you don't get confused about what Lord I'm talking about. Amen? And so, and so look at what the Israelites said when they looked at the hills. They said the hills may look like they are hard to climb, but I know a God who is beyond the hills. I know a God who created the hills. I know a God who placed the hills. I know a God who watches over the hills. I know a God who governs these hills. In fact, the God I know created heaven and earth. And when I need keeping, 
I call on him. I wish I had about two or three of you here this morning that whenever the circumstances of your life get so bad, you look beyond your circumstances and when you need help, you reach out and you call on the God who created heaven and earth. Oh, y'all need to help me preach this thing this morning. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So is there anybody here this morning that knows that the Lord can keep you because there's nothing that God cannot do? No crisis or circumstance can overwhelm him. He is never surprised and he is never shaken. He made all things. He sustains all things and he rules all things. In fact, he is involved and rules every detail of our life, even on our most difficult days. Oh, I wish I had some help in this place. Oh, God, you are wonderful. You are amazing. You are my keeper. Amen. And so, every, so whenever we see that no hill with God, no hill is too high or night too dark for him. And my brothers and sisters, when what you see only screams anxiety, look beyond the hills, look beyond the circumstances of life and see his power in all he has made. Oh, yes, indeed. I tell you, when I went out to Colorado, I got at the top of the mountains with all my skis, and I got up there, and I was so amazed at what God had made. All I could do was just sit there and look at the wonder of what God had done. Because there is no mountain that he did not create, create no valley so low that he, can't, that he didn't create it. But so God directs everything in our lives. He even directs the streams and how they move on the hills amen he even knows how deep the mountain ought to be and if he wants a shallow one he'll create that too so surely the God who made the mountains is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy amen Yes, yes, yes. So anybody here this morning ever looked beyond the hills and saw his power and can testify that God is your keeper? Oh, I wish I had two or three of you that could testify that when the hills looked high, when the valleys got low, when the going got tough, that God kept you. Amen. I know you've had some heartaches and I know you've had some trouble. I know you've even had some bruises and you've had some lowness, but God kept you here. And I don't know about you, but I've made it to another day's journey because God kept me here. In fact, some of you watching me on live stream right now and some of you right here under the sound of my voice, you didn't even know if we were gonna see this day. But guess what? God kept you here. Yeah, he kept you, he kept you. Look at the person next to you and tell him, God kept me here, amen. Look at the one on your right and tell him, God kept me here. Tell him that arthritis was in my feet, but God kept me here. Cancer was battling my soul, but God kept me here. So in our text this morning, when you go a little bit further below, the writer goes on to tell us 
what our keeper can do. Isn't that what he tells us? And I'll briefly go through that because I got to sit down. I told y'all, y'all been doing good, so I'm going to sit down, all right? So, 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 so in our text this morning, the writer goes on to tell us what our keeper can do. It says in verse 5 that he is your shade on your right hand. Now, now what does that mean? That means that no one is nearer to you than the one who keeps you. That means God is closer to you than anybody else. That's what that means. In case some of y'all didn't know what it meant. Amen. Amen. And, and so, and in verse 6, this says the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. So what that's saying, saying to you is that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Amen. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I'm glad I got a keeper. Huh? Where no weapon formed against me shall prosper because I sure enough have a lot of weapons coming at me. I don't know about y'all but I work in a business full of tension amen and every time something comes up somebody's always shooting a little dart at me but I don't worry about it. I just move on and tell them let's get ready and put on the show for 12 people and let the 12 people decide who's right or wrong because I serve a God who knows right and will never, 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 he will never let wrong, let wrong win over right. Amen. And so, and so, and so, and so it closes in verse 7 and 8. Now, don't miss this. In verse 7 and 8, he says that the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. I'm going to read that again. I want you to get it. He said that the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out, your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. You still missed it. You still missed it. You, you still missed it. You still missed it. Y'all sitting right there with your hands folded, with your mouth closed. You don't understand what verses 7 through 8 means to you. What that means is that you got victory over everything that comes in your life. And if you can't shout about that, you can't shout about nothing. Amen. So, so, so when everything around us seems like it's falling, we need to stand on the promises of God. We need to stand and be obedient to God because God is our refuge and strength, a very present help. What? In times of trouble. So when the world says no, the power and presence of God in his people here says what? Yes. Anybody here this morning ever been in a situation when the world and his culture said no, but God said yes? Are you willing to admit that you've been kept by the love of God? And are you willing to admit that you've been kept by God's grace, his mercy, and his compassion? I don't know about you, but God's grace, his mercy, and his compassion keeps me each and every day of my life. People always be talking about what I see them during the day, about how bad they feel. They always say, why are you so happy? I'm so happy because I see another day that I never was promised. And I'm going to get all I can get out of, that, out of that day today and today alone. Why? Because God's grace, his mercy, and his compassion has kept me to allow me to see another day. Well, I'm about to take my seat, so the question is, why did God keep us? <laughs> God keeps us because he that being God, 
the maker of heaven and earth, is rich in mercy. I'll say that again. He keeps us because he is rich in mercy. Because even when we were dead in sins, he quickened us together with Christ. Because you know that by grace you are saved. He quickened us together with Christ and he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You are here today because you are kept by God's love and he is rich in mercy. It is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. His lamentation says, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And because he is faithful, he said he would never leave you nor forsake you. Let me tell you this and then I'm gonna stop. If God were not rich in mercy, none of us, not near one of us, not near one of us, would be where we are today. Not near one of us. I don't care how bright you are. I don't care how intelligent or intelligent you are. You would not be where you are today without God's mercies. If God was not rich in mercy, the outcomes of our lives would be dramatically different than it is today. And even this, and even if God were not rich in mercy, the opportunities that you and I have today would be non-existent. Stand on your feet all over the church. Let's give God some praise for who he is and what he's done in our lives, amen? We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.NewProvidenceBaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.